0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Entertainment Guillotine. My name is Cole Busby, and I'm your host. Uh, if you have watched previous episodes of my podcast, uh, I might sound a little different. I don't really know. Uh, the reason for that would be that I got a mic. Uh, I finally uh, was like, you know, might as well go ahead and do this. So, got on Amazon and got the cheapest mic I could get because I am dead broke. And, um, Yeah, hopefully it it goes well. I think it, I did test it a few times and I think it sounds good. Um, If you did not know, before I got this mic, I was just using my phone mic. And a lot of people that asked me that and I told them that were like, how the heck is it doing that? Uh, Android is good for one thing. That's all I have to say. And that is their mics. And so, yeah, I, I think that that's why it did okay. So today we are talking about what came out yesterday which was loki season one episode four uh i i am gonna tell you right now guys uh this is gonna be completely different than episode three my episode three review don't don't be there and la- don't sit there and be like okay well i kind of already know what he's gonna say because chances are you're really not um appreciate you guys coming um Hopefully, y'all are listening to this, and uh, hopefully, you stay to the end. If you enjoy this stuff, go ahead and uh, hit that subscribe, uh, hit that bell. I know it's not YouTube, but Spotify lets you do it, so go ahead and do it. If you enjoy this stuff, please share it with your friends, with your family, put it on your social media, all of that. Uh, really helps us get this, this word out and really helps me in the long run. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode. <laughs> First off, before we get into this review, as always, I sort of have to pay my respects and just kind of talk about uh, what I what I what I really like about just everything that's going on. Um, once again, I've said I said this in the first ep- uh, episode three review, and I'll say it again: Kevin Feige, everyone over there is doing an amazing job. Uh, he, they really know how to blend storylines. I'm not going to really repeat what I said, but that's that's what I do want to say. Last episode, I, I had my opinions on episode 1 and 2 because I was like I'm not going to really jump back and uh, uh, review those. Obviously, I can't do that today. So, what I what I did want to talk about is kind of what I feel about the future Marvel projects, which is um, wow. I mean, the future Marvel projects are looking so good. Um, honestly, there's not really anything to say. I, I, I think that One thing that I am, I mean, I'm an impatient person, so all, like, the fact that some of them are very, very spaced out, and some of the movies that I'm most looking forward to are next year, and so, I mean, it's like, uh, but, um, I'm really excited. They brought in, um... One of my favorite characters, I mean, one of my favorite actors from *Kim's Convenience*. He is going to be playing Shang-Chi uh, very soon, and so I'm very excited for that. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of exciting things happening at Marvel, and I can't sit there. I, I honestly can't sit there and be like, I'm not looking forward to any of these, any of these movies. I, I will say that the only movie that I'm a little hesitant to, um, be like, oh, I'm really, really excited about this movie is *Eternals*. And that's not because uh, anything that it looks like. I just haven't. Uh, being a po- comics person, Eternals has never been something that I really, I've really been excited about. Uh, there's some. I, I am excited about the Celestials, and I think, I mean, we've seen kind of what they look like, and that's so, 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 so cool. They look amazing, and I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. But um, other than that, there's not really anything to. I mean, I mean, there's nothing really in Marvel Eternals where I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So, anyway, I'm, Marvel future Marvel projects is amazing. I think it's awesome that they're bringing now in series and everything. Um, I think what I'm most excited for, the project that I'm most excited for is... Uh, dang. Um, actually, I don't know. I guess I'm really excited for ant-man quantum mania i think I, I and the reason for that is because we we have it confirmed that um uh, kang is going to be in it so i'm I'm really excited for that and i think that he might be our next big guy that uh the marvel universe has to take on just like thanos was so um yeah that's what i think about marvel studios that's what i think about their future projects it's all amazing 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 Can't wait for it. So yeah, now let's get into Loki episode four. So first off, we got to talk about my initial reaction of this episode. And my initial reaction is wow. I mean, just just wow. Right now, I'm going to tell you. Episode three, I didn't really feel like it's a. It was it was a big deal to talk about to have the spoiler warning. I do have to have a spoiler warning right now, right now. If you haven't watched this episode, I mean, if you don't haven't watched this episode, and you don't want to know what happens in Loki, do not continue. Uh, we're about to get into it. So the reason that I was I was wowed by this was this is your last chance, people. If you don't want to hear about it, okay. <laughs> um, it enraged me for all the right reasons. Like, I was not mad because I was like, this is ridiculous. I was mad because the show made me mad in the right way. I I was angry. And so, I mean, the reasons that I was angry is just that, I mean, okay, listen, I said last episode, whatever, I reviewed episode three, I said that Owen Wilson was killing it. And then I feel like I'm at a jinxed them because now they're killing Mobius. So I mean, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson's character is is dead, quote unquote. I'll talk about why I don't think he's dead, but I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, probably in speculation. But yeah, um, I, I that made me so so mad, it made me hate Ravana even more. Um, and the re- the the fact that the timekeepers were, I mean, we don't know if the timekeepers aren't real but we do know that the timekeepers that apparently they were answering to were 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 puppets and so someone is pulling the strings um, and that made me very mad mm, for the right reasons i was like oh my gosh what the heck is going on um, i'm i i was I, I was mad but i wasn't like i wasn't like this show is is awful mad. i was like this show is getting good um, but i do have to say um, i still don't like the situation from the last episode i understood how the the situation where they were stuck on that planet kind of got them to the place where they could they could have that deep conversation that i think was really really cool i thought the conversation was awesome 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 um, i just wish that that conversation had come from a different context than oh my gosh we're stuck on this planet and we're gonna die together i, I it just it felt very forced and uh I'm going to say it one more time hopefully I never say this again but it was just a, a Jesse episode and it, it kind of fulfilled that Jesse episode here in this episode. And we don't really we don't really know how they how they have interacted with each other afterwards. We do know that they they have a very a very good level of understanding to each other. Uh so that's cool, but yeah. So this, this, the, my initial reaction to this episode is just, wow, uh, how, how far they just grew from episode three where I didn't like it at all to episode four where I, I, I was like, give me episode five now. Like I, I was – it's crazy. So yeah, that's how, that's how I feel about it. So next up in our, in our review is the setting. The setting is mostly just the TVA. I don't really have anything to critique here. I think mean, there's there's not really much I can critique. Uh we've seen the TVA twice now and I mean the, the TVA has been two episodes now. Uh there's not really anything new about it. I mean no, no. Okay. I take that back. There is the elevator now and we do have we did have the um the timekeepers I guess sanctuary. I don't I don't really know what you would call it, but um it didn't like it wasn't it wasn't like groundbreaking it wasn't a groundbreaking set that timekeepers place but it wasn't like awful so i will just be like you know it's good it's good i will say that the setting felt a little more closed off than it did even in like episode one episode one it felt very very open and like we saw the whole place it felt like this whole story took place in maybe two hallways that's not really a critique. That's just really a a point I noticed. That I mean, it felt just very. Uh, we have these two places, and that's where everything's taking place. I'm not gonna really say, "Oh, well, that was that was terrible writing," or "That was that was terrible set design." I just think that that's that's where they wanted to talk about, and I'm not really gonna off them for that. And and here's here's the thing though. Um, we're we're I'm gonna step back to episode three. And talk about Lamentus. I mean Lamentus was a literal planet. And the setting in the TVA was better than it was in Lamentus. I mean, we saw so many places Lamentus, but the TVA, we only saw like maybe two hallways worth of sets, and it, it was it was five times better. Uh, and that might just be because, like, you know, they have more time to, to fill up the TVA, and obviously they're gonna fill up the TVA more because that's where most of the story is but uh I think it just goes to show that sometimes putting the setting in just one focused area is better than making it this whole big thing, you know? And I think that this uh this episode is a testament to that. So as far as the setting goes it goes, it's not it's not groundbreaking, but it works and it's good. Okay, now we're to the characters, and with the characters, uh hopefully I don't talk about this too long. I have many more characters to talk about than I did in episode three, so uh, let's get into it. So with Tom Hiddleston's character, our leading man, Loki, I said last episode that I felt like he was going from villain to good guy, and it wasn't like i'm 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 having a battle. It was just no, I'm good, no, I'm bad, no, I'm good, no I'm bad. This episode, I saw the change. I saw the change, especially whenever he saw Mobius die in front of him. (coughs) And he was walking down that, (coughs) excuse me. (coughs) He was walking down to that elevator and Sylvie Song was like, are you okay? And he just nods. Like I saw the change to become a good person. And I think from now on, yes, he's going to make mistakes and he's going to do some villain stuff. But it's not going to be because I'm a villain. But it's going to be because I'm sorry, I messed up, I'll do better. I'll do better. And I, I I really like where they're taking him now. Uh, I'm going to move on to Sofia De Martino's character, which is Sylvie. I feel bad for her because each time I come to her, I feel like I always have something oh, bad God. to say about her. Um, it just seems... Today, she seemed a little bipolar between threatening and caring, especially in that that, uh, scene with B-15. Whenever B-15 comes into that interrogation room with her, she's like all threatening her about, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then they go to that other place and she's like, oh, you wanted a fair fight? Okay, let's do this. But then as soon as she's like, oh, actually, I had this. Then automatically it's like, oh, I actually care about you just with a snap of a finger. I, I feel like that's the kind of way, kind of the way she was the whole time. I don't think that that's her fault. I think that Sofia De is is just she's she's dealing with what the script is giving her, and the script isn't giving her very much, which is disappointing because she was. I mean, even though I didn't really like the episode, we really got to learn about a, a lot about her in episode three. And it felt like in this episode, she was just pushed to the side again. And now she's just back to being another character in the story. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, I did say last episode that I wanted her to be the villain. Like I didn't want her to, to change to where Loki's working with her. I don't know where I stand with that anymore. I wouldn't say that I don't want that anymore. I wouldn't say that I do want that though. I just think that... I I just I don't I don't know I don't know where I want uh, Sylvie to stand in this and I guess I guess uh, that's good that I I maybe she's just an anti-hero and she's just there to help wherever it is or maybe just to be in the way who knows uh but she's yeah she just she just came off a little bipolar but it's not her fault I think it's just the script I'm gonna spend as less time as I can on this guy um, Owen Wilson's character. Agent Mobius, my God, that character was beautifully done. All I gotta say is he better not be dead. In speculation, I'll kind of talk about what I think about that. But I mean, his character is just, oh my gosh, that that and that 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 the mo- final moment where he finally stood up, and he just got clipped right there. I was like, oh my gosh. That's where I got really, really enraged. And for the rest of the episode, I was like, he, we better get revenge. She better die. Um, but yeah, and then Sylvie so didn't kill her, which is whatever. I get that, but yeah. So Owen Wilson did amazing, 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 amazing. And he better not be gone from the series because he was really something that was, I was really, really looking forward to. And I'm telling you right now, even though the director told us that we're not going get, to be getting his iconic wow, I still need that. <laughs> um this next person i'm not going to try to say her name because i'm going to butcher it so i'm just going to say her character name uh ravana i hate her so much for all the right reasons uh, she killed mobius i hate her for that she's she's actually a bad bad girl whoa that sounded really weird. she's a bad bad dude and it's like oh my gosh are you kidding me but i do l- I like it that way. Like, I, I, I know I need someone that I can abs- absolutely hate without having to be like, oh, but there's some redeeming qualities about her. Next character, I'm also going to accidentally butcher her actor name. So I'm just going to say her character name, Hunter B-15. Um, I felt like she could have had a better arc. I think that she's just there to push the story along whenever it's good for the, scre- for the screenwriters, uh, especially in that... The that that the, the, the timekeepers sanctuary she comes in and she like saves them, I can't. It, I I watched this two times. One time just to watch it, and then the second time to analyze it. And both times I guess I missed. I don't know if she's alive or not. Uh, either way, I just I feel like she could have had a better arc to here. Like she, I don't. I'm not thinking that I need to see what Sylvie showed her at that place. I don't think I need to see that. I just. I know that some shows need that person. That I mean, I'm not. Ne- they're not necessarily a character, but they just push the story along, and I think that's what Hunter B. Fifteen is for this ser- for this series. But I just don't like that. Uh, so overall, for the characters this time around, all of them are doing such a great job. All of these actors are, are doing such an amazing job. But Sophia Di Martino's character, Sylvie, and I'm not going to try to pronounce the name, but Hunter B. Fifteen. Both of these ladies are doing such an amazing job at interpreting their character, but today and probably the rest of, the, the, rest of the, and the past in the series has not done them justice in giving them good character writing. Okay, now we're to the characters. And with the characters, uh, hopefully I don't talk about this too long. I have many more characters to talk about than I did in episode three, so uh, let's get into it. So, Tom Hiddleston's character, our leading man, Loki, I said last episode that I felt like he was going from villain to good guy, and it wasn't like I'm, I''m I'm having a battle. It was just no, I'm good, no, I'm bad, no, I'm good, no I'm bad." This episode, I saw the change. I saw the change, especially whenever he saw Mobius die in front of him, <laughs> and he was walking down that <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> he's walking out to that elevator and Sylvie Song's like, are you okay? And he's just nods. Like, I saw the change to become a good person. And I think from now on, yes, he's going to make mistakes and he's going to do some villain stuff. But it's not going to be because I'm a villain. But it's going to be, be because I'm sorry, I messed up. I'll do better. I'll do better. And I, I, I really like where they're taking him now. I'm uh, going to move on to Sofia DiMartino's character, which is Sylvie. I feel bad for her because each time I come to her, I feel like I always have something bad to say about her. Um, it just seemed... Today, she seemed a little bipolar between threatening and caring, especially in that that uh, scene with B-15. Whenever B-15 comes into that interrogation room with her, she's like all threatening her about, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then they go to that other place and she's like, oh, you wanted a fair fight? Okay, let's do this. But then as soon as she's like, oh... Actually, I had this. Then, I'm automatically, it's like, oh, I actually care about like you. Just with a snap of a finger, uh, I, I feel like that's the kind of way, kind of the way she was the whole time. I don't think that that's her fault. I think that Sofia De is is just she's she's dealing with what the script is giving her, and the script isn't giving her very much, which is disappointing because she was. I mean. Even though I didn't really like the episode, we really got to learn about a lot about her in episode 3. And it felt like in this episode, she was just pushed to the side again. And now she's just back to being another character in the story. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, I did say last episode that I wanted her to be the villain. Like I didn't want her to to change to where Loki's working with her. I don't know where I stand with that anymore. I wouldn't say that I... Don't want that anymore. I wouldn't say that I do want that though. I just think that I I just I don't I don't know. I don't know where I want uh, Sylvie to stand in this. And I guess I guess uh, that's good that I, I maybe she's just an anti-hero and she's just there to help wherever it is, or maybe just to be in the way. Who knows? Uh, but she's yeah, she just she just came off a little bipolar, but it's not her fault. I think it's just the script. I'ma spend as less time as I can on this guy, um, Owen Wilson's character, Agent Mobius. My God, that character was beautifully done. All I gotta say is he better not be dead. In speculation, I'll kind of talk about what I think about that. But I mean, his character is just, oh my gosh, that that and that 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 the mo- final, final moment where he finally stood up. And he just got clipped right there. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's where I got really, really enraged. And for the rest of the episode, I was like, "He, we better get revenge. She better die. Um, but yeah. And then Silly didn't kill her, which is whatever. I get that. But, yeah. So Owen Wilson did amazing, 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 amazing. And he better not be gone from the series because he was really something that was I was really, really looking forward to. And I... Telling you right now, even though the director's told us that we're not going get, to be getting his iconic wow, I still need that. <laughs> um, this next person, I'm not going to try to say her name because I'm going to butcher it, so I'm just going to say her character name. Uh, Ravana. I hate her so much for all the right reasons. Uh, she killed Mobius. I hate her for that. She's She's actually a bad, bad girl. Whoa, that sounded really weird. Really, she's a bad, bad dude. And it's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? But I, l- I like it that way. Like, I, I I know I need someone that I can abs- absolutely hate without having to be like, oh, but there's some redeeming qualities about her. Next character, I'm also going to accidentally butcher her actor name. So I'm just going to say her character name, Hunter B. 15 I felt like she could have had a better arc. I think that she's just there to push the story along whenever it's good for the for the screenwriters, Uh, especially in that the that that the Timekeepers Sanctuary. She comes in and she like saves them. I can't. I I watched this two times. One time just to watch it, and then the second time to analyze it. And both times, I guess I missed. I don't know if she's alive or not. Uh, either way I just I feel like she could have had a better arc to here like she I don't I'm not thinking that I need to see what Sylvie showed her at that place I don't think I need to see that I just I Know that some shows need that person that I mean, I'm not they're not necessarily a character But they just push the story along and I think that's what hunter b15 is for this series for the series. But I just don't like that uh, so Overall, for the characters this time around, all of them are doing such a great job. All of these actors are, are doing such an amazing job. But Sophia Di Martino's character Sylvie, and I'm not going to try to pronounce the name, but Hunter B. Fifteen, both of these ladies are doing such an amazing job at interpreting their character. But today, and probably the rest of the the rest of, and the past in the series has not done them justice in giving them good character writing. So the rest of this episode is going to be filmed somewhere that I don't usually film uh, and I like filming here. I think the, the sound is going to be a little uh, uh, worse and a little distracting but um, let's get through this episode and let's uh, – hopefully I don't have to ever do this again. So um, we're at story now and the, 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 thing, the thing about the story is that um, I'm always going to dog on the story because I mean obviously it's the thing that drags it on. Um, and the thing is, though, that I would say that whatever episode three I, I critiqued episode three about, I'd say that uh, episode four kind of proved me wrong in a lot of places. Um, but at the same time, the relationship between uh, Loki and Sylvie is still kind of um, a situation that I, I, I don't really like uh, they the explanation for the TVA finding Loki and Sylvie is that them having like a connection or something was a nexus event. and I, I don't know, that kind of spe- feels like a like a my little pony moment. you know, like, oh, we have friendship or I mean, in their case, probably a romance and and uh, that that sent something through time and space. and that that feels a little uh romanticized. In a, a series that I think hasn't really been a romanticizing series, but, but more of a uh, just scientific series. I, I do like Mobius's explanation for it. Mobius says that like uh, the reason that it was a Nexus event is because they are the same, they are technically the same person. I, I kind of get that, but at the same time, they are variants from different different universes. so it, it kind of doesn't make sense to me. I, I like the way that he's like, uh, what, what, what's he say exactly? Uh, he's like, uh, you, you, you're so egotistical that you fell in love with yourself. Uh, I, I don't know. That was that was pretty interesting to see. I, I just, I just don't know if that relationship or that connection right there, uh, causing a nexus event, should have been the thing that made the TVA realize they were there. Uh, I mean, maybe they, they could have just. I, I would have felt. I would have felt better if it was just like. Oh, we have some tracker in Loki and we were just busy uh, at the moment and I mean that would that would make more sense than a nexus event, but maybe 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 it isn't just the connection maybe there is some mystery that they aren't telling us and maybe we'll learn about that. so that would be pretty cool. Um, the thing about the story is that the timekeepers not being real is really under my skin. Uh, like I said, it's under my skin in a good way. Uh, the fact that they're not real gives gives me a lot of speculation. Uh, I, get to, I get to make my, my nerd mind run crazy and think, who is this guy behind all of this? Um, but no, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's an amazing part of the story. And I think that they really played it off very good. Because uh, the thing is that I was, I, I, whenever they walked in the room, and I didn't see anyone that looked remotely like Kang up there. I got very, very upset, uh, not because I think that Kang is going to come. I, I hope, hopefully, Kang is in this series. I really hope so. But the fact that he wasn't got to upset me, and then the fact that they're not real, which is good, because I was like, if these are the timekeepers that we're going to be stuck with for the rest of the series, I don't want to be. I what the heck? Um, but no, it, it's really under my skin for all the right reasons. I would like to say, Mobius and Loki reset in the same episode that is crazy that is crazy in a very very good way we are what they're what they're doing basically is i feel like they're they're resetting the episode a little like we've we've set up the system and we've kind of set up everything i feel like all of this has been a prologue to what's going to be the rest of the series now um i said last episode that i think that uh episode three was whenever they were really starting the story I think that now is when they start the story. Uh, if you if you missed it, you need to go back and watch the episode again. Uh, there is an end credit scene. The end credit scene is so 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 good. If you didn't if you didn't watch it, I'll wait a second so that you can leave. Okay. Now the end credits is amazing because what we have is we have classic Loki played by uh, Richard E. Grant. Oh my gosh, that's that's crazy. Uh, old man Loki, that's awesome. Uh, and you have the other guy. I don't the other guy's like he has like this I guess this mechanized thing of Milnor. I don't think it's actually Milnor. I think it's just like if Loki was to create a replica, I don't I don't know. It's it's cool. I and mean, then you have Kid Loki, who is in the comics. Uh, obviously, the Classic Loki is kind of in the comics. He, I think his character is just loosely based on all that. I think it's really cool. Um, and I'll talk about speculation, what I think all of this end credit thing means for the rest of the series, and I think probably for the rest of the series. But overall, I think that the story, is, the story was very, very good this time around. I think that they really brought some really good stuff. I think this is this is one of the best... Marvel episodes, whenever they've started all these series, I think that this is one of the best episodes that they put out. Uh, the only thing that I really have a critique on is just this this idea that having a relationship with this person caused a Nexus event. It just felt a little romanticized to me. But the story is really, really solid. Now, onto the specifics. I don't really have anything this time around. There's not really anything that I would I like to pull out or anything I I, I did finally last episode I talked about uh, the composer is really really killing it I found her name her name is Natalie Holt and she is killing it I mean this I mean, if you if you haven't just go on Spotify you're already there maybe or maybe not if you're not just go to Spotify look up Loki you don't have to listen to the whole thing just listen to like the TVA thing and it's so so good. It's 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 ridiculously good. And uh, big props to her. She is the second female ever to be a composer for Marvel Studios. Uh, so she's she's breaking breaking barriers there, and I think that she's doing an amazing job. Other than the composer and the music, I don't really have any specifics to say. I I think that. Uh, this story is this. This episode was very, very uh, story based. There wasn't a lot of action. Uh, whoever's doing sound effects, I will say, is doing very, very good. I like the the reset sound. Uh, I know that that's a lot of people screaming as well, but it's also uh, changing that into like a technological thing. I don't. I don't know. I think that the special effects is doing very good, but the the music is just killing it for me. So yeah. Okay. Now, on to speculation, where I get to do my crazy guy talk. So, uh, let's start with my Kang search, because we all know that I'm ridiculously into Kang being in this series. It doesn't make sense for him not to, because, like I said, he's a time conqueror, and this whole thing is about uh, conquering. I mean, I'm about time. And uh, the fact that the timekeepers aren't real kind of makes me think that Kang is involved. Like I said, Ravana is also in this um, in this story. Uh, she's she's the bad girl, so it's like uh, you know she she's married to Kang in the comics uh, after he takes over her home world, and it's like I don't I don't I don't see why Kang couldn't be in this series. I do know that uh, people interviewed the guy who's playing Kang, and he was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." But at the same time. We've heard that about, from a lot of Marvel actors, and then they end up doing something, and it's like, oh, well, why, why couldn't you just tell us the truth? And that's just because Marvel Studios is very uh, hush-hush about what's going on in their series. But, I mean, that's not—I'm not, not going to say that that's, like, bad or anything. We On Google, the Kang actor is not on the list. But also, neither is re- really anyone who could be the main guy. I really hope it's not this thing where it's like, oh, Ravana is actually the main person or all of a sudden there's just this, I mean, one one person that we don't care about. Like that one guy that's so that was so goofy in the first episode and that like Loki threatened to kill and everything like he oh, he's actually the main villain. Like no, please know. I, I think that bringing Kang in, even if it's just a small thing where we we finally get to the bottom of who it is. And Kang shows up, and there's a mini fight or something, and then he's like, "Boom, I'm gone." That would be cool for me. I I would like that, and yeah, I would be a little impatient because the next time I we would probably see him is in Quantum Mania. But still, I think that that's a good idea to uh, introduce him with. Second thing I want to talk about is Mobius, Agent Mobius. Uh, he is my. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. He's my favorite character in this series uh loki's loki's amazing but i've seen loki in so many other things agent mobius is just such an interesting character and i love uh everything that owen wilson is doing with him and i really really hope that he isn't dead and i i will say i don't think he's dead uh the trailer footage there is a scene that we haven't seen yet uh, and he's driving a car through a field and he like then they, they 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 come at, they you see him in the in the car and then it like kind of changes and he's driving through the field and you can see a sphinx in the background it doesn't really fit with the environment and so here's what i started thinking and then the end credit scene kind of um the end credit scene kind of ironed this out for me so loki Loki gets reset, right? But he doesn't actually die or anything. He just ends up here where all these other Lokis are. Um, if you kind of look in the background, you can see that there's, there's a, a decaying, crumbled version of uh, the, the Avengers Tower, and there's a few other crumbled stuff. And that trailer footage of Mobius shows a Sphinx. The Sphinx isn't crumbled, but here's what I'm thinking. Last time I had this, um, I had this theory that whenever people got reset, they were, I said that they were, what did I say? I said that they were basically like made to think whatever the TVA wanted them to think. I don't think that anymore. What I think happens when you, whenever you are reset is you get sent to wherever this place is. We don't really know where this place is, um, but whatever this place is, I think that this is where you go. Even the timelines because like maybe that's how those buildings got there is they reset somewhere near Avengers Tower or maybe just reset Avengers Tower and Avengers Tower is now in this land. And so maybe you reset the Sphinx and that's how the Sphinx got there. And Mobius is there now too because he was reset. And so I don't think anyone ever dies whenever they reset. They just get sent to this place which – probably means that uh, this trailer footage that we've got where Loki has like Loki's campaigning to be some kind of president or something goes on probably in this in this in this world where everyone's going crazy and everything and maybe he's trying to to control that world maybe if he does that he can somehow get out who knows um, but no I, I don't think that Mobius is dead. Because obviously we know that Loki isn't dead. And if they do this thing where like Mobius is dead and Loki isn't, that wouldn't make any sense. It would, it would just break the break the whole, whole thing for me. So hopefully he's not. Uh, last thing I would like to talk about with speculation, small little thing, is now it seems like we have a whole new roster of Lokis. We have our Loki. We have Sylvie. We have classic Loki. We have kid Loki and this other guy that I have no idea who he is. That seems like that could be a new team in the Marvel Universe. Like they all break out and now it's a whole new team. I I, I could see that happening. And I think they should do it. But I mean, other than that, there's not really any other speculation I've got. I mean, I think this is... This was definitely a thing that could very well go any way that they want it to go. So, uh, great job, Marvel. And now, the verdict for Loki. Season 1, Episode 4. Let's talk about the wins and losses of this episode. For the wins, it made me mad for all the right reasons. It uses a great use of basically everything. But for the losses, B-15 did not get a good story. Sylvie is still not the best character. And the Nexus event makes absolutely no sense. And so, the verdict is, (coughs) 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 sorry, yes, the verdict is, Jeff, every time I'm getting to the verdict, yes, thank you very much, thank you. The verdict is, a nine, yes, Loki, you had a 6.5 for episode three, but a nine for this one, great, great job redemption yay so yeah that was our episode for the day uh this is probably gonna be i, I probably missed thursday on accident that's my fault i'm sorry about that um uh, probably will give you a double episode today today is friday hopefully i can give you a double episode we'll see um but i hope you enjoyed this episode like i said if you enjoyed if you enjoy this episode, and if you enjoy, enjoy stuff like this, go ahead and check out the rest of our episodes and go ahead and subscribe and hit that notification bell. I know it's not YouTube, but Spotify lets you do it, so go ahead and do it. Uh, if you like this stuff, and you want, you have other friends that like this stuff, or you just wanna wanna help out the podcast, then go ahead and just share this on your social medias. Get other people. It uh, greatly helps out me. Uh, and other than that, I don't really have anything else to say. I love each and every one of you. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Stay classy. Word of advice. When asking someone out, there are three steps. Think, think again, and think a third time. What, you thought I was actually going to give you advice on that? I don't even know how to do that. All right. Bye. See ya.